0: Always beating and doozing, never cheating or choosing. Always beating and doozing, never cheating or choosing. Always beating and doozing, never cheating or choosing. Always beating and doozing, never cheating choosing. I'm starting Beating, never cheating, choosing. Always beating, doozing, never cheating, choosing. Always beating, doozing,
1: never cheating. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special mini Halloween episode of The Stick. I am your host, David. And I am your host, Eden. And welcome to uh, what I think we're going to try to do every year, which is uh, go through one of the Homestar Runner Halloween cartoons, um, starting with the first one, which was Homestar Halloween Party. Yeah,
0: I was I was rewatching through this one uh, yesterday, and one of the things I realized is though I've definitely, and I think you mentioned this too before we started recording, we've seen this numerous times, I don't think I've watched this one in, like, years now, like, actually been <laughs>
1: through it. Yeah, I think that's the same for me. The The big thing that I, that I kind of flashed back to when I uh, watched it again earlier um, was that uh, when I realized I had the same toy keyboard that the Brothers Chaps used to make the music for this one, I, I figured out how to play the the uh the song during the the opening credits on that keyboard and i was very proud of myself i think i was like 14
0: at the time well that is pretty cool though i mean that's the song they use in like a bunch of halloween episodes for a while it's very uh, similar at least yeah apparently at the very least they use it for the house that gave sucky treats and that little one like according to the wiki apparently they also do do it during the uh Uh, What's it, Strong Sad Gets Decked Repeatedly, uh, Halloween Spooktacular.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this one is one of the oldest cartoons that I think they left on the site, because it's still got uh, that, like, really flat, uh, like, almost not shaded at all animation style. Um, Homestar still is, like, big head form Homestar. Still VCR mouth Homestar. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. His his new mouth still kind of looks like a uh, a VCR slot, but uh, may- maybe it's more like a like a camcorder tape slot.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. A camcorder, maybe one of the old like big floppy disks back before they made the smaller like compact
1: discs. <laughs> yeah, this cartoon I think is the first time uh, that we see um, a couple of different characters, um, like side characters. I think this is the first time we see the goblin. And I think this is the first time we see the sad children, and it might be the first time we see the visor robot. I'm gonna double check on the visor robot because
0: I think you're right. I know you're right for the goblin because that he's uh, home- a Halloween thing, and I'm pretty sure the sad kids are too. But uh, yeah, this is also the first appearance
1: of uh, the visor robot. Yeah, so it's it's not it's not that it's not like a super important cartoon to the canon. I feel like, but a lot was kind of set in place here.
0: Yeah, they they intru- I mean, they introduced the goblins dance, which I feel is like a <laughs> a pretty important thing to start uh, to set up. But other than that, yeah, it, it's. Oh, this is almost twenty years old now. It, it turns nine. Yeah, obviously, turns nineteen on Thursday. Yeah. Or actually, they don't know when it came out. It just says date before Tuesday, October thirty <laughs> first, two thousand.
1: Yeah. God, two thousand. That was a year. Yeah, I. I. I, I I can't say
0: I have any strong memories of the year 2000, but I can imagine. I I mostly
1: remember uh, having one of the computers in my house uh, reset its uh, internal clock to uh, January 1st, 1980. Oh, so
0: you guys had a very, very limited experience with the Y2K virus.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't so much a virus as just computers weren't, uh, for a while, able to uh, understand dates after 1999. (laughs) So, yeah, um, this is, uh, the first time we see the whole cast in their, uh, in their pop culture reference costumes.
0: Yeah, we have, uh, Gorbachev Strong Sad, who is, uh, (laughs) and also a considerably more depressing Strong Sad than you get in later tunes in this one.
1: Yeah, I think, I I agree with that. He's definitely, like, the most depressing I think I ever saw him, uh, on, on the website. Um... But at the same time, his uh, his addition to the uh, to the Halloween story that they're telling is probably the closest to like any modern scary movie that uh, would come out these days.
0: Yeah, I was going to say when I was listening to his addition to the was it to the story, it was like, obviously, you know, it's not going to be too much because it's within the context of a comedy cartoon. But it was genuinely a little bit like actually sad. Yeah. <laughs> when I was listening, I was like, I would I would watch a movie or read a short story that was told from, like, more seriously that used the general sort of plot that Strong Sad describes in this episode. <laughs> like, I would actually do that. It sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah, what was the uh, the previous movie by the director of uh, Midsummer? It kind of uh, reminded me of the plot of that movie. Hereditary, I think. Hereditary?
0: Yeah, uh, I think that was him. Yeah, I think I think it was Hereditary. Yeah, I just, uh, just Googled it. Yeah, it was Hereditary. That was Ari Aster, right? Yeah, yeah. Then yeah yes that was yeah because he did midsummer but he, the year previous he had done, uh, uh, hereditary there, but yeah this episode yep, just, a,
1: just a big old sad story about kids dying.
0: Yeah, that's it's it's true though it's uh, it's definitely uh, did did strong sad predict uh, late late twenty tens horror movies in this episode <laughs>
1: is Homestar Hunter yeah, predictive programming? Strong Sad is uh, definitely a film auteur I think.
0: Yeah, he, he's uh, this. This is the homestar version of that time the Simpsons did a drawing of Trump that kind of looked like a
1: real world thing that Trump
0: did. That's that's this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons did predict uh, that the orange man himself would be president.
0: I wonder, did I, I have to go cr- uh, combing through? Homestar Runner now for references to Donald Trump or other current political (laughs) figures to see if they've they've done any predictions that I can bring up on an episode later yeah
1: but uh, uh, go ahead oh
0: sorry I I just want to say one of the things that I thought was kind of funny and you mentioned this in the discord so I decided to look into him is this is an episode it's old enough that it includes original Homestar Runner storybook writer Craig Zobel as one of the writing credits yeah and I decided to, I thought, like, oh, I wonder what Craig Zobel's doing now. It's probably nothing, uh, but it turns out the actual answer is writing, directing, and producing several uh, critically acclaimed movies and directing episodes of Westworld. Yep. <laughs>
1: so, he's
0: doing pretty well for himself.
1: Yeah, he also did at least one episode of American Gods, I think. Yeah, he did American Gods, The Leftovers, Westworld,
0: and One Dollar. Yeah. As well as uh, a movie called A Great World of Sound and Z Z for Zachariah, both of which did, like, incredibly well on Rotten Tomatoes
1: and have, like, extremely good reviews. Yeah, so really everyone involved in this website uh, made out pretty well for themselves.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, ah, he's, (laughs) because the best part is, is the Homestar Runner website only lists him as a friend of the brothers chaps and a shareholder in (laughs) HomestarRunner.com. Yeah. But then, like his actual Wikipedia page is like he's a director who grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and he has like an extremely series of critically successful uh, when you call it extremely series of extremely successful uh, films and TV shows episodes yeah. under his belt. And also, he, he had he did that movie The Hunt that got canceled by Universal because of the 19, uh, the El Paso shooting.
1: Oh yeah, Man, yeah. He's done he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was surprised.
0: Like you know, he's I mean, there's a movie had the, the movie had like emma roberts and hillary swank in it so like he's working with pretty big name actresses so yeah and that's i'm genuinely impressed by the current career prospects of Craig Sobel
1: <laughs> yeah co-writer of
0: co-writer of home star party also <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and the strongest man in the world contest
0: oh that's right he did do you think he wrote the scene in the strongest man in the world contest <laughs> where home star get has to go to the bathroom really bad That was in a Jumping Jack contest. Oh, that's right. That was in Jumping Jack contest. I always get those two confused. (laughs) Did Craig Zobel
1: write Jumping Jack contest? Huh, maybe. That, That was around this time. I think that was like one of... I think that was like maybe a couple months before this even. Oh, uh... No the only two that he he contributed to Homestar
0: Leween Party, a Jumping Jack contest and where's the cheat? Oh yeah, no he was listed as the, uh, the co-creator of Homestar on a jumping Jack contest, but he doesn't say that he contributed anything.
1: Okay. so so they were still crediting him just kind of out of respect for the fact that he uh, helped write the original kids book. Yeah, it doesn't he doesn't
0: come up uh, anywhere on here. but anyways that's that's the Craig Zobel corner. I just wanted to sort of bring that up because I thought it was funny to discover that he's actually a relatively
1: successful film director after all this. Yeah, yeah. Good a number you, of uh, A number of Flash animators are kind of finding uh, jobs in TV and movies these days, and it's kind of interesting to see. Uh, the uh, plot of this, if you want to call it a plot of this cartoon, is that they're at a Halloween party and they decide to... Uh, do that improv game of passing the uh the flashlight around in a circle to tell a ghost story and uh none of them are especially good at it it turns out
0: no it's kind of a uh prototype version of uh the day mr poofers died or whatever that that went that later the more recent halloween special was called
1: yeah that is that now that, now that you say that that is a pretty similar cartoon to this in just kind of structure. But yeah, the humor was definitely a lot more evolved by then. Yeah. In this one, it's mostly just bad, uh, bad,
0: uh, storytelling. Uh, although I will say there is, uh, there is one that does make me laugh is still when Homestar tells his opening part where he's just said, and he just goes, um, he used to look
1: around
0: in a spooky voice for so It still kind of makes me giggle when I watch it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, although I will admit, like, off top, that this probably isn't the funniest episode of Homestar that's around.
1: No. Ca- the characters really were only kind of there at this point. Like, uh, you only get uh, a couple of seconds of each one. You get the fact that Homestar is dumb and doesn't know what to say. Uh, Strong Bad likes to talk about people getting voiced by robots and stuff like that. Uh, Bubs <laughs> likes to talk about. Uh, how uh, the goblin is a gearhead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will admit that part does make me laugh a little bit.
1: Yeah. He just starts describing
0: all the different parts that he puts on a big truck. Yeah. <laughs> or well, also like, uh, I will also like that one of when Marzipan takes the three girls that Pom Pom says that the goblin has and uh, makes one of them into a Republican. <laughs> yeah, and she starts holding an the sun yeah, she gives
1: two of them pets and one of them are, makes one of them a Republican. <laughs> yeah, um, the king of town obviously likes food in this one—fried <laughs> fish and heavenly ham and Salisbury Sundays. That's that's one we didn't get into on the food episode was Salisbury Sundays. <laughs> and I don't I don't know what that is, but it sounds bad.
0: Yeah, it it it's, it definitely sort of occupies the middle ground between eating deodorant in that one episode (laughs) and his more normal food tastes. Because at least it's
1: all food but it sounds gross. Yeah, I feel like if I ate a Salisbury Sunday, I would puke my pants. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, and then strong sad at the... Very end tells an extremely sad story about how the robot has a brain that was st- stolen from a kindly old man, and then he saw his children looking for his father, uh, their father, and then it cries and short circuits and kills all of them.
1: <laughs> and none of them lived.
0: <laughs> and he is banned from coming to uh, Homestar's next party, and that's really it in terms of plot. <laughs> There's not really a lot yeah. there.
1: Yeah, the costumes I um, think are really I'll... the the interesting part of this.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel like they made the costumes first and then worked backwards uh, in terms <laughs> yeah. of
1: like what they were gonna do for this episode. Yeah, because I mean, Home so Start... just going down the list, uh, the king of town is dressed as Captain Crunch, which I think makes sense because he looks a lot like Captain Crunch already. Yeah, that's true. That is true.
0: So, uh, just off to the side quickly, is the list of who's who's dressed as who actually
1: on the website or? Like on yeah, uh, they uh they made a separate page for it. You can you can click oh. on see home star Halloween party costumes at the top. Ah, uh, okay, I totally
0: like scrolled past that and didn't notice it. I <laughs> am there now. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. C- he's Captain Crunch.
1: Uh, Coach Z is Flavor Flav from Public Enemy. Yeah, uh, it's, God, during during this uh, website being popular, I think like at least the middle years of it, I think was when uh, Flavor of Love was on TV. And so that was my like that was my introduction to Flavor Flav as a person. Because <laughs> t- I, I didn't listen to Public Enemy as a preteen. No,
0: neither did I. I mean I knew what's that uh, I knew the one song. I feel bad that I can't remember the name right now, but uh, uh fight the Bring power. the Noise? I knew Fight the oh, Power fight the Power because my dad had that on a workout playlist that he shared with me when like I was yeah. like a teen. But other than that, yeah, I wouldn't know I wouldn't have known who Flavor Flav was probably until honestly much later than even Flavor of Love. Cause... Yeah.
1: So this starts the whole trend of Coach Z uh dressing as rappers from the eighties and nineties. Yeah, I-, I like that in one of the recent ones they call attention
0: to that they're running out of like visually distinctive rappers from the 80s and 90s for him to dress up as (laughs) he dresses up as kwame i think and they're just you know he's just being as like do you know anything about kwame (laughs) except that he has a high top fade and he's like and the only thing he knows is that his name is kwame
1: (laughs) i'm relatively certain that my name is kwame yeah there's and they've also included a
0: sort of a mini uh thanks hr wiki diversion here they've included that his
1: clock reads 357 <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah <that> he... <laughs> just no reason for them to include that they just decided to do that yeah, um, just... i i i don't know did did i did Flavor Flav have a time that he always set his clock to i don't
0: i don't it was i don't think so but it was always set to to wrap in time it was I, I don't know <laughs> no i don't think he did i'm pretty sure it was just like you know, big ostentatious jewelry, which was you know kind of a thing in hip hop of that era.
1: Yeah, he said it. He said it to morph in time and turned into a triceratops. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's. I'm gonna have to uh, go on to the. I know this is. That's. I know that's a uh, a reference to the to, uh, what you call Power Rangers. But I wanted to go. Now on to uh, the Wonder Yerks and just ask them if uh, if he was an animorph, <laughs> what animal he would turn into. I'm gonna send that
1: question in after the show. Yeah, you should do that. So uh, then Bubs is a, a character called Rerun from the 1970s sitcom What's Happening, which I have never watched and I don't know anything about this character. Neither neither do I. I've learned everything that I know about. Uh, Freddie rerun
0: Stubbs from reading this short paragraph on the HR wiki just now yeah <laughs> and yeah Homestar is Kurt Cobain uh, from Nirvana obviously and he has the corporate rock still sucks t-shirt on which, yeah which uh apparently later and I know that later on I think either strong's bad or oh no it's strong set has a t-shirt that says corporate get up noise still sucks uh from the yeah. I think from the email up noise but uh yeah and strong bad is carmen freaking miranda <laughs> uh, yeah the Jakita banana lady that's great and i did not know anything about carmen miranda either until just seeing this now other than like the fact that strong bad was her at the uh home star leween
1: party yeah she there was a lot of uh like cartoons that um <laughs> that, uh, like, featured references to Carmen Miranda back in, like, the Looney Tunes days and onward, um, just because she was, like, such an iconic figure at the time. Like, nobody else was wearing fruit hats. Oh, yeah, I did see... So that's that's one way to get famous, I guess.
0: That's true. I did see, uh, yeah, the one where Daffy Duck uh, dresses, like, with that big fruit hat. I didn't know that was a Carmen Miranda thing specifically. Yeah. And, yeah, apparently she was... Uh... The Also, yeah, she really was the inspiration of the Chiquita Banana Lady, uh, according to this anyways. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Chiquita Banana Company was the same one that was one of the main companies that was repulsed from Cuba during the Cuban Revolution. (laughs) Because with a history of just incredibly brutal imperialism and repression across the entire global south, so... Strong Bad is cancelled yeah. for dressing up
1: as the Chiquita Banana Lady.
0: <laughs> is the conclusion of yeah. that
1: one? Yeah, it, it was them, and then it was Dole who uh, who effectively caused Hawaii to be annexed for for banana production. Yeah, a whole
0: yeah no yeah like I said, Strong Bad is cancelled for <laughs> for dressing up for dressing up as the Chiquita Banana Lady. Yeah, not for anything else he's done. Uh, no, not he's he's never done anything else. That's yeah. that would. He's be always been problem. perfectly. He's he's been a perfectly good boy his whole life. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time
1: I've ever had reason to doubt Strong Bad's uh, integrity. Strong Mad is Slim Goodbody, uh, who apparently was like a really popular character in the '90s, but I I never really knew anything about him, like other than the fact that he was on like some PBS show.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have known if you told if you gave me the name who Slim Goodbody was until again just right now. That's he's
1: apparently (laughs) yeah he's kind of the he's kind of the like kids show version of that like uh, that Body Worlds exhibit uh, that was out like fifteen years ago where they like uh, the people who like donated their bodies to science got their uh, their remains preserved and like. put on display for, like, people to learn about anatomy and stuff. Oh, that's pretty
0: cool. I, I can't say I heard about that either. I thought it was going to be, like, uh, an anatomy-themed, like, theme park or something, where they would, like, take <laughs> you through, a like, a water
1: ride tour through different parts of the human body. There was something like that at uh, the uh, St. Paul, Minnesota Science Museum for a little bit. It wasn't, like, a water ride, but there was, like, a whole area of the museum that was dedicated to being like a tour through the human uh through human anatomy
0: oh that's man i wish that i lived near st paul minnesota years (laughs) years ago in the past when that was a thing because i would have loved to check that out especially like in high school that would have been sick yeah
1: then the cheat of course is everyone's
0: favorite lasagna cat he is he is garfield (laughs) Pre, pre-meme, though, I think, for Garfield, like, before Garfield became, like, an ironically funny thing. Yeah, the cheat is immune to propaganda right here. <laughs> yes, the cheat is immune to propaganda here. He's uh, also selling me Saudi Arabian lasagna.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm still never going to get over that. <laughs>
1: Um, Uh, I saw somebody who drew um, that, like, uh, the drunk lady yelling at the cat meme, except it was John Arbuckle yelling at Garfield. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, was... Actually, you'd remember better than I would. Was Garfield, like, a thing in, like, 2000? Like, was that a... Because I remember when I was in grade school, which was a few years after, obviously, Having like a bunch of old Garfield comic collections in mm-hmm. one of my classes, but like was Garfield like a thing in 2000s wasn't like a recognizable pop culture figure?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I think I think Jim Davis himself might, may have even still been drawing the the newspaper comics at that point um, instead of like having the whole like pause company do it for him. Um, but uh, yeah, like in the in the 80s, there was also the show Garfield and Friends. Um, which was a relatively popular Saturday morning cartoon for a little bit. Like I definitely watched it as a kid. It had uh, a guy named Lorenzo Music as the voice of Garfield.
0: Oh yeah, he's the guy who they yeah. Because then they brought in uh, because he he's basically the one who kind of formed the base of like what Garfield sounds like.
1: Because even when they had talking like he's always tired and hates Mondays.
0: Yeah, because I know when they had, uh, when they essentially tricked Bill Murray into doing those two mid-2000s live-action <laughs> Garfield movies. Yeah. He
1: basically just did an impression of Lorenzo Music as his Garfield voice. Yeah. So but, yeah, I'm sure that the main the main reason that the Brothers Chaps decided Garfield was because of them having watched the cartoon as, a, as kids. Oh, yeah, I doubt they were
0: inspired by, like,
1: the complete dog shit 2000s <laughs> Garfield movies. Yeah, no. Yeah. And then we get another 80s character, Mr. Stay Puft, who is being played by Pom Pom here. Yeah, this one breaks my streak of not knowing who those people were. Yeah, I think most people, most people, even if they were, like, not born at the time, have at least seen some of Ghostbusters.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, and plus, the Stave Puffed Marshmallow Man is one of those, like, nerd culture products that, you know, oh, yeah. appears on stuff, you know, that's going to be sold to the kind of, to 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 let be fair, the kind of people who would watch Homestar Runner. Yeah, Th- this is definitely a Funko Pop character, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the sort, yeah, that, exactly, that was the sort of thing I was thinking of. Was, uh, yeah. Then we have uh, Marzipan is Genie from I Dream of Genie, which... I did know
1: about because my mom loves "I Dream of Genie." Yeah, same. Like my parents were way into both that this show, "I Dream of Genie," and uh, "Bewitched." It, it's it's
0: funny to me though, like as my parents were both born in the '70s, so my mom watched "I Dream of Genie"
1: as like a cultural artifact from before she was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There there was a, a there was a TV channel, a cable channel called TV Land, um, which I think existed until like really recently oh yeah and, i like TV all they land. played all they played was like these sitcoms from like the 50s through the 70s
0: oh yeah that was always it used to be at like one of my ex's house whenever i used to go uh, over there there always used to be tv land kind of playing in the background because their parents would just leave it on yeah yeah I, i've definitely seen tv land it was that where i don't know if you've ever heard of this show but there was uh, uh a show called T V. E with TV's Jonathan Torrens. Say that again. Uh, TV with TV's Jonathan Torrens. Uh, I've heard of it, but I never saw it. It was one of the guys from. It was the guy who played J Rock on. I mean, I'm just realizing this may be, excuse me, an exclusively Canadian thing. But it was the guy who played J Rock on the Trailer Park Boys, which that show made its rounds. It wasn't just a Canadian thing, and he was on that. Yeah. And then later on, he got he did a show about television and it's actually really funny and i was just wondering i couldn't remember if that was like one of tv land's like few original programs or not or maybe i'm just misremembering where i saw it yeah anyways don't want to get too sidetracked on that but yeah marzipan is genie for my dream of genie uh strong sad is Mikha- mikhail Gorbachev, former
1: uh yes. former and final president of the soviet union yep and uh, uh and reagan made him epically tear down the wall
0: Yes, and apparently they call his kind of um birthmark a port wine stain birthmark and I had
1: never heard of that before, but that's yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And and he, he There was uh there was like some some Ru- some Russian commercial um from the 90s that Gorbachev was actually in. Uh Oh yeah, about how <laughs> he I, gave them, it... he gave them Pizza Hut. Yeah, it was a Pizza Hut commercial.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're all Oh god. They're all arguing about, about the future of the Soviet Union and this old man's going like he has given us instability and then the the this little kid goes, but he has given us Pizza Hut, and then they all laugh and they eat pizza together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh
1: Yep. It's a so really- Gorbachev is definitely a, a pop culture figure that it so it makes sense for uh for Strong Sad to have dressed up as him. Yeah, do you think like it was sort of like on it like an ironic hipster
0: kind of Gorbachev costume or do you think it was like strong sad as a communist <laughs> like because I, def- I, I can i definitely think strong Sad is just like
1: yeah i, th- I feel like strong Sad is just like that kind of like he's like a politics nerd so like regardless of his own political beliefs he just like finds people like Gorbachev really interesting
0: that's fair I mean a good friend of mine once dressed up as Donald Trump in high school just because it was a weird f- politics thing that was going on at the time so
1: oh yeah because he
0: ran for he ran for president uh, before oh you know this was in 2015 but it was like when he had declared but everyone was like haha it is the Donald Trump Opening for president and like yeah people just assumed that it was like a you know maybe three month goof yeah <laughs> anyways you know and it's turned into a much longer goof than that yeah it's now a what two and a half year goof <laughs> yeah i should point that yeah. at the time there was absolutely you know no chance that that's gonna lead to anything so yeah. it was more of a this is a funny thing costume than anything else <laughs> and lastly the poop smith is tron from tron yeah from have you
1: seen have you seen the original Tron movie?
0: I have not seen the original Tron
1: movie. I have seen the reboot, and it was not very good <laughs> uh a friend of mine and a friend of mine and myself uh skipped uh class one day in college to go watch Tron Legacy <laughs> which was uh which was a new movie at the time did did you enjoy Tron Legacy? You know, I think it's pretty good for what it is. And even, even including, like, the weirdly de-aged uh, Kevin Flynn, the, the like, young CGI Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: That's, see, that was honestly, like, one of the weirdest things is how, like, bad that looked. It, like, because it, de-aging still looks bad now yeah. in, like, that new Will Smith movie. But and this so was, just, like, like,
1: 2010. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was, like, a nine years ago trying to do the same thing. I, I just don't understand what it is led them to think that that would like work out as like a, as an effect. But yeah, I'd have to re-watch it because it's been a long time since I since I saw it too. Yeah, I didn't watch it when it came out, obviously, but I'd have to go back and watch it again because I don't really remember. But I remember thinking like, eh, yeah, like it wasn't. Ver- I didn't think it was very good, but it wasn't like the worst movie I'd ever seen or anything. Yeah,
1: the original Tron is a lot like it, it's a lot more like uh, it, it feels kind of like a 70s sci-fi movie. Um where it's like just kinda really slow paced and there's there's not a whole lot of action at any given point. Yeah, I'll have
0: to I'll have to try but... it out, because
1: honestly I don't mind that. Like I like a lot of those movies. Yeah. I'll
0: have to I'll have to give the original. Yeah, it's
1: it's really interesting to look at too because they were like playing with CGI like for for some of the first like feature film stuff that it had really ever been used for. Yeah, I always figured that because kinda before and even a little
0: bit after Star Wars that's just kind of what sci-fi films were, is there? there wasn't a lot of, like, action sci-fi movies prior to, you know, Star Wars in the
1: mid-early 70s there. At least to my knowledge. No. Kind yeah, of yeah, like, uh, like, Logan's Run was considered, like, the, like, the prime example of a sci-fi movie for a while. Yeah, not exactly the world's most exciting movie that... <laughs> yeah yeah I'm looking uh so yeah that's uh that's all the costumes from home star party yeah there's uh there's also what's
0: funny is there's in in the real world references section uh for uh what do you call yeah the the, the real world references for this you could almost work out what every single costume is again because <laughs> they've just basically included most of what is referenced by characters in it and you could work out who they were yeah and apparently the- oh sorry go ahead what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just—I uh, I was just gonna say that uh, apparently, according to this Bubs's description of the the gremlin, is quoted almost directly from Dazed and Confused.
1: Oh, okay. I I've never actually
0: seen that movie. Neither have I. I just, that's a weird reference for them to make because it doesn't appear to really add anything to the joke.
1: <laughs> it, I, you know, I bet it's just because. Uh, the brothers chaps didn't know anything about cars but they wanted it to sound like bubs did so they just like looked up the first like person ranting about car parts that they could find and use that
0: yeah i it's yeah, apparently Wooderson says, "Let me tell you that Melba, what that Melba Toast is packing right here, all right. We got a four eleven positrack out, out back, seven fifty double pumper, Edelbrook intake, Board over 30, 11 to one pop up pistons, turbojet three ninety horsepower. We're talking some fucking muscle."
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's uh, oh in, yeah, it's in it's, this cartoon. In this cartoon, Bubbs's voice isn't quite right.
0: <laughs> yeah, they. 'Cause most of the characters, yeah, I find you can kind of see where their voices are going, but even this one, yeah, Bub's voice just kinda of sounds like he's straining almost.
1: Yeah. It's like it's like a couple of notes higher than it usually is.
0: Yeah, he honestly old Bubs voice is probably like the least pleasant to listen to
1: of all the old voices. I think so, yeah. Like strong, like old strong, bad voice when he still had a voice that sounds like he swallowed a wrestle mask. <laughs> uh, that that's at least more pleasant to listen to. Yeah, it's probably a little bit
0: you know more problematic, I guess, for lack of a better word. But it's at least not like this weird grating thing. It sounds like like the,
1: he's shredding his throat the whole time he's doing that voice. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that. Uh that Matt Chapman didn't have any vocal training at this point. Then does- he probably had to like not talk for a couple days after this. Does uh does he do vocal training and stuff now? Like you know, I th- I feel like if you're if you are a voice actor, which Matt Chapman is now, I I think like for a number of different shows, uh like he was on Gravity Falls and stuff, um like you have to you have to know how to like protect your instrument so to speak oh yeah that would make sense for sure like how once
0: all those guys from like you know and death metal bands get big they end up having to go to see voice trainers because that stuff just completely annihilates your vocal cords if you don't do it right right
1: yeah that makes sense I can definitely see him doing that uh, this uh, this is kind of a tie into my uh, my other podcast tuning fork because we had a, uh, an episode recently about the band uh, Japan droids who, uh, are a, like, uh, arena rock slash punk band, and their, uh, their lead singer, Brian King, uh, effectively ruined his voice, like, within, like, two albums of theirs being released, because he, he just, like, yelled everything without any consideration of what it was doing to his voice. Ah, oh, geez, I think that happened to the... Do you know
0: how, like, Alexis on Fire had, like, three lead vocalists... At one point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that happened to the Wade McNeil, like the non, the one who wasn't one of the two main ones. I'm pretty sure he did the same thing because he has a show now on a radio station around Toronto and he sounds like he's not in too good condition when yeah. you hear him talking on there now, like is a real rasp to it.
1: So yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, if I ever get to the point where I'm like recording podcasts every single day of my life, then I'll probably have to go see somebody about that. Yeah so you're
0: like okay, how do I not have this completely destroy my vocal cords? Yeah.
1: Anyways, uh So yeah, that's uh that's our first uh, Homestar Halloween episode episode in the tank. Yep, yeah, that's uh and the Homestar Halloween
0: party and uh tune in next year for uh the house that gave sucky treats, the uh, second uh, Homestar Halloween episode, which is also a lot more Uh, At that point, they'd basically, in my opinion, basically had the characters pretty much down. So it's a little bit more,
1: you know. That one might take a little bit longer because uh, they put in all those, like, choose your own adventure options for all the different candy that you could give the characters. Yeah, apparently the
0: episode itself is about ten and a half minutes long if you go through and do every single different option. So that's going to, yeah, definitely take a little bit longer than this one, which is, I think... Oh, it's oh it's almost five minutes it feels a lot shorter than that when you're watching it yeah
1: it it's it's short but uh, it gets its point across
0: yep it, it gets its point across that they're not too good at telling <laughs> scary stories
1: yeah I, I feel like you know the maybe 1,000 people who are watching the website at this point uh, just appreciated seeing the characters dressed up and that was about it.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it, you know, for what it, like, I, I feel like it's kind of like Tron Legacy. It's good for what it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, I think that'll wrap it up. Um, All right. We, we probably don't need to do our whole outro, but uh, I'm David. You can follow me on Twitter at at Dave's.
0: And uh, I'm Eden. You can follow me on Twitter at TP underscore
1: Albuquerque. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, no probalo No probalo.